Argus Media. This is Driving Discussions, a podcast series that focuses on the forces that affect road fuels globally. Greetings and salutations once again. Jason Metko here, spot ticker reporter at Argus. And on this episode, we're catching up with John Dietrich. He's our base oils reporter. We'll be focusing on what's been going on in his work sphere since the start of 2023 and what's to come, including a very special event later in February. John, good to have you back on the presentation. Happy New Year, I guess we can say. This is the first time we're talking in 2023. That's right. Hopefully not the last, though. Oh, I know it won't be. Let's get into what's been going on on the base oil side of things since the start of the calendar year. I know it's been quite a lot here in a little more than a month. So it's been kind of a tale of two months. January was a continuation of what happened in December. Demand was very weak. Supply was very long. There was some restocking that took place in January, particularly on the base oil side. You know, people had just drawn down their inventory so much, they had to put some stuff back in the tank. Um, and then the posting prices, which are sort of the term prices that we have on the base oil side, those came down in January as well. Um, but what also happened was that a few of the blenders, the people who buy the base oil, turn it into the finished lubricant. They lowered their prices in January as well. And what that's done is it's kind of caused a lot of competition to emerge on the finished lubricant side in February. You know, because the original thought was that the postings would come down in January. It would take about a month for those lower numbers on the base oils to get passed down, trickle into the tanks of the blenders, and then they would start offering lower prices on their finished lubricants probably like mid-February late February, but two big blenders kind of jumped the gun and changed the timing of the market. So what we're seeing is a lot of blenders are offering some pretty good deals on the finished lubricants to their customers, people like uh, the distributors or like a Pep Boys or an AutoZone. And so all these guys are getting offers from like two, three, four different blenders. So they still see a falling market. So they're doing, you know, the bare minimum of inventory restocking because they want to wait till the market hits bottom and then they'll really kind of start restocking in full and maybe doing some inventory building um, to get ready for what could be a potentially very strong summer for driving and travel and all of that. And so until we really kind of see the finished lubricant market settle itself out in terms of pricing, let's put a pause on on the base oil restocking demand. So people are kind of buying what they need. They've got at least a little bit in the tank if there's like an emergency or something. Um, so prices are stabilizing. Uh, we've also got one of the big refiners is down for turnaround for about two months. Uh, another refiner is supposed to take turnaround in the second quarter for about a month or two months. Kind of depends on what they see when they get in there. Um, so that's at least kind of eased all of the surplus that was built throughout kind of the fourth quarter, late third quarter, all of that. Uh, we've seen a bit more pickup in Europe. So that's allowing some of the group two, which is kind of the key grade uh, to, to get out of the U.S. and now into the European market because there are a couple of refiners who've got kind of term deals with the European market. So it's not spot, you know, it's, it's stuff that they plan on selling. It got, cut back because of all of this, all of the Russia-Ukraine situation, sanctions and economic concerns over there. But that's starting to flow again. Um, we've also seen some of the South Korean producers, they've cut back their operating rates as well. So that's kind of helping global supplies 
balance a bit. We're still waiting on South America to really pick up. And we're also waiting on Mexico to pick up because typically Mexico buys a lot of the, the light and the extra light grades, group one, group two, and then they blend it into diesel. Um, you know, so the diesel price has got to be attractive enough that you can do that. But throughout a lot of 2022, there was a subsidy from the Mexican government on diesel, which meant that the U.S. refiners couldn't compete with with the product down there. So that was an outlet that they normally have. They don't have. And they're expecting it will start to come back, uh, you know, in the next month or two as inventories in the Mexico market are drawn down. John Dietrich is our guest, our base oils expert here at Argus. Let me ask you, backtracking real quick, you said there were two organizations that sort of jumped the gun right. before everybody else. How much has that been a hindrance for the rest of the market? How much of a monkey wrench has it been? Well, so so the, the two blenders that did this, you know, it was they backdated their decrease. Um, and again, it kind of changed the timing because the thought was, you get your your base oil price is lowered you know, on, on your contract. So your contract volumes come down, you get it into your tank, and then by about like mid to late February, you can now start offering a lower cost finished lubricant to your customers. But now that two of your bigger competitors are out there offering lower priced materials, you know, some of these blenders are really having to kind of scramble. So they're offering discounts or offering lower prices, but they're kind of trying to keep it targeted, as it were. Um, you know, not to like every single customer until they really kind of get that lower priced base oil into their system. So it's kind of a lot of margin protection. That's what's kind of going on. If people are trying to protect their margins while at the same time, you know, not losing sales. Um, so, so yeah, so I think until we kind of see the finished lubricant prices really kind of stabilize and, you know, sort of bottom get reached, we're still the base oils are going to kind of get backed up a little bit, but they at least they had a period of restocking early January, so the supplies aren't quite as long. Okay, you mentioned Mexico and what needs to go on there. What about South America? We're still seeing uh, the big producer down in South America. They came down on their posting prices in February, so a lot of the customers down there are still kind of wary about you know buying imported product from the U.S. when their domestic supplier is still offering lower numbers. Um, so that's kind of slowing that down. Uh, additionally, there's still some competition from, from Europe, potentially from India, from South Korea, in terms of getting volumes into South America. It's looking as though freight rates are still pretty high. So that's beginning to kind of narrow the arbitrage out of South Korea and India. Um, so then it just becomes a matter of the price is firming enough to where the U S refiners will go down there with material rather than trying to say, push it into the domestic market, you know, because there's a pretty big gap between where the export market is and where the domestic market is about a dollar, dollar 20 a gallon higher. So that's where you want to sell if you're selling at the moment. John Dietrich, our guest here, our base oils reporter at Argus. This is driving discussions. Just a couple more moments here with John. Understand we have quite a special event coming up later in the month of February. Tell us a little bit about it, John. That's right. So February 20th to the 22nd, Argus is hosting its debut Global Baseball Conference. Um, we've done a few events kind of tied to, what is it, the International Crude Week? Um, but this is our first standalone Global Baseball Conference. It's in London, uh, the 20th to the 22nd. 
of February. We'll have most of the Argus Base Oil team there. Um, speakers including ExxonMobil, Amazon, some others. Uh, Going to have a lot of topics, a lot of good presentations, and a lot of networking opportunities. It's already kind of setting records for debut conference in terms of attendees. And from a lot of places, not just Europe, but we've got a pretty good American contingent going. Uh, seeing some more people from Asia starting to attend. So you'll get you'll be able to get a global perspective coming to the conference. And you'll be able to meet John. You're That's going, right. right. I will be there. Have you ever been to London before? I have. Okay. Um, I got to go back in uh, 2017. Took my wife. This was before we had our daughter. So we uh, the coolest thing we did was we saw the Harry Potter play. <laughs> wow. We got, okay. we got tickets two weeks before we left. Well, this is going to be cool, too. Again, the yes, date's this on this one more time. The February 20th to the 22nd. Okay. John, safe travels over the seas, and uh, we'll talk to you on down the line, my friend. That's right. Thank you so much. John Dietrich, our base oils reporter here at Argus. And with that, we conclude yet another edition of Driving Discussions, a production of Argus Media. This reminder to check out our previous episodes in the series, and for more information on Argus's global refined products coverage, Make sure you visit ArgusMedia.com forward slash oil dash products.